Well, hey there, my name's Chris Rivers. I'm here with Scott Freeman and Evan Nelson, and we want to thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, welcome to Community Group Training. The goal of Community Group Training is to address challenges that group leaders face regularly and to help them feel competent to equip their groups well. Over the next few months, we're going to dig into some challenging topics that community group leaders have dealt with over the years and that leaders have identified as areas in which they would like more support and training. The first of these that we will discuss today is suicide. So let's jump in and hear our discussion. Well, Scott, Evan, great to see you guys today. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Well, Evan, why don't you introduce yourself and let everyone know your role on staff? Thanks, Chris. My name is Evan Nelson, and I'm the group life pastor out at our Powdersville campus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, thanks. I'm really glad that you're here. Scott, why don't you kick us off and tell us what we want our leaders to know coming out of this episode? Sure. Today we are tackling a a difficult topic, which is suicide. I want to start off by saying that this is a huge topic with lots of nuance. We know that every case is different, but we're just going to tackle a small part of the equation today. And we will provide a document that has a lot of resources, a lot of links to other aspects of this topic. And hopefully with future episodes, we will be able to address the bigger picture. Sure. I also want to say that the information we're providing will equip you as a community group leader, but it's also going to make you a better coworker, a better neighbor, family member, friend, because we never know when we may be confronted with this issue or be called on to help someone. So hopefully this is going to help in a, in a lot of areas. And hopefully over the next 10 minutes or so, we can just help our leaders know how to recognize warning signs, what to say, what not to say yeah. when you are assessing situations, and then what to do if you do suspect someone that is indeed a danger to themselves. And so, Evan, as we were preparing for this, we talked about why it's so important for the church to talk about this topic that can be difficult, can be awkward. But I also know that you have a personal side to this that makes you passionate about this topic as well. Can you tell us about that and then maybe kind of talk about why it's important for the church to address suicide? Yeah, thanks, Scott. I appreciate that. I'm Mm -hmm. glad to be here. I think as we walk into this topic, we have to have a biblical foundation. And so for me personally, uh, I have had a family member who has struggled with suicide multiple times, times in the hospital, times in psychiatric care. This was tied to an abuse problem, and it was really difficult for him, for me, for my family. And what I saw is that the church as a whole entered into it well at some points, and then not so well at other points. Mm -hmm. And so for us here and now, I think it's vital for us to have a biblical understanding of this idea of suicide prevention. Mm -hmm. How do we care for and love those that God has brought into our sphere of influence? Mm -hmm. And the church has done a poor job, historically speaking, on this topic. And I think basically it comes down to it's just hard to talk about. It's not fun. Yet as a Christian, we have to consider the ramifications of our ability to enter into a conversation with someone who is struggling in this area. We have to ask ourselves, do I have a biblical understanding of this topic? And what has informed that? Mm. Is it informed by the culture? Is it informed by my own experience or am I rooted in something that is stronger than that, Mm -hmm. rooted in the truths of scripture? And so to put it very basically, I think we have to remember just a couple things. The first one would be that all people are created in the image and likeness of God. And because of that, they have value, worth, and dignity. Mm -hmm. 
So every life that we are interacting with, we need to move towards. And from a Christian perspective on this topic, we have to begin with the affirmation that nothing, including suicide, will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, as we see in the book of Romans. And so with those kind of as our foundation, I think we do need to just pause for just a minute and say, hey, why is the church not willing to enter into this conversation? And I think it's because it's awkward. Mm -hmm. It's complicated. It's nuanced. We don't know what to say. We long for a quick fix. We want to be able to throw a Bible verse at someone. We don't want to be in it for the long haul. And Mm -hmm. whenever we get into this conversation around the idea of suicide, we are quickly engaging in a conversation about mental health, Mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, and everything that goes along with that. And that is just a difficult thing to enter into. And so for us as leaders, I think ultimately what it comes down to is we don't have the skill to enter into it. Mm -hmm. We don't feel equipped to have a conversation with someone who is struggling in this way. Yeah. Well, thanks, Evan. I I mean, I appreciate this is sobering to think about, and it does make me thankful for a church and leaders who don't shy away from tough and sometimes very awkward topics. So moving towards some practical applications for our leaders, what are some warning signs that they should look for as they meet with folks that could indicate that suicide is a possibility? That's a great question, Chris. I appreciate that. I think the first thing we have to do as leaders is look at this through the lens of our shepherding value to know thoroughly. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we know our people well enough that if there is any changes in their life, we can recognize them? And so as we walk through this, we need to notice, are they withdrawn? Are they isolating? Are there some major dramatic mood changes? And this may not always be negative, Mm -hmm. and this could be positive. Is there rare rage or anger? Is there a sense of of hopelessness? Are they feeling trapped? Mm -hmm. Is there an increase in substance abuse? I think that it is vital for us as we walk through this with our people is that we can recognize that if there's any change in the norm, if they're usually reserved and now they are the life of the party or the opposite, they're usually very outgoing and now they are very quiet. We just have to be able to look at our people and recognize these changes. Sure. And just knowing that none of these in and of themselves indicate that someone is suicidal. People can become angry or have a mood change due to other circumstances in their life. But Mm -hmm. when we notice these things in combination with others, or when we just really, like you said, Evan, recognize something different about them, it at least makes us want to, or should make us want to ask questions just to verify and see where they are. I think these are things to keep in mind, not only as we meet with community groups, but really in any setting. And so If we do recognize warning signs and others, can you give us some ideas about next steps, what questions to ask? I know there are probably appropriate things to say, and there are definitely some things that we need to avoid saying. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what are some of those things to keep in mind? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with the, the negative side of it, things to stay away from. And I think as we do this, we want to make sure that we are not placing ourselves at the center of their story. Mm -hmm. We need to enter in where they are and hear from them. So we need to shy away from saying things like, I need you just to get over this. Do better. It's not so bad. I know exactly how you feel. Mm. Just take it to God. Pray more. Read the Bible more. We are giving pat answers to a very difficult situation. Sure. Hopefully we wouldn't have leaders say, I just need you to get over this, (laughs) but I can see how a lot of those would be said with the best of intentions. I know how you feel. 
take this to God, trust in him. Those are Mm -hmm. things that are true, but probably not helpful in the moment. And so I can definitely see where those would be, be things to avoid. The idea is to ask questions that show genuine concern. Mm -hmm. And so we need to ask them if they have a plan to commit suicide. Are they intending to kill themselves? Do they have the means to kill themselves? Mm -hmm. Do they have a method? Are they thinking Mm -hmm. through this? Are we willing to engage in that sort of direct conversation? Mm -hmm. We have to be clear about whether they are thinking about harming themselves. One of the issues that we see at times is we are afraid that we may be planting a seed And that is just absolutely not true. Mm -hmm. If someone is contemplating suicide, it's already there. And we need to be direct to give them an opportunity to be honest with themselves verbally out loud. Right. Yeah. Saying, I mean, those are very direct questions. Do you intend to kill yourself? Are you thinking about killing yourself? And, and this is not the time to soft pedal it, to say it in a kinder, gentler way. I know we've talked about the fact that if we do ask people directly, if they are considering suicide, almost always, they will admit that. They're not Mm going to hide that because they're having the conversation or once they're in the conversation, they are usually seeking help. Yeah, and it allows them to verbalize it Mm -hmm. and it allows them to move towards help. And we can step into that situation. And in that situation, we have to remember that time is of the essence, Mm -hmm. right? A life is at stake here. We cannot let them leave and think, I'm going to follow up with them tomorrow. We have Mm -hmm. to move directly towards them. Right. We have a document that we will include in the show notes. It's called a suicide prevention pathway document. And that gives a lot of details, more details of what we were just talking about, questions to ask. Uh, if the answer is yes, it's kind of a flow chart of where to go from there. If the answer is no, then you can go in this direction. But I would really encourage all of our leaders to take a look at that. It also provides some national hotlines, some local numbers that can be called if you do realize that you have someone there with you who is considering harming themselves. Well, thanks. I'm so glad we have that resource. Well, obviously our hope would be that we ask the right questions and determine that there's not a risk. But when we do confirm that someone is considering suicide, what should we do? We act. Mm -hmm. We move towards them. We do that with kindness and compassion, but we have to move. And if someone describes active suicidal thoughts, a clear plan, available means, and strong intent, we need immediate hospitalization. Mm -hmm. We need to call 911 If you're not sure, let's err on the side of caution. One thing we want to make sure we don't do is throw Bible verses at them in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, There's time for that later. We are concerned about their physical safety, and we can work through in the future, Lord willing, their mental and spiritual stability and how we can come around them and care for them. Another thing that is not helpful in that moment is to keep guilt or shame upon them, saying something along the lines of going, hey, think what this would do to your family. Once again, in the moment, we are concerned with their physical Mm well-being. And Uh, and I think we have to realize that we have just been brought into this situation. They've been thinking about it probably for weeks or, you you know, months. And so they've thought about all of these things that we're asking them to think about in that moment. They've already considered all of that and they're still where they are. And so, like you said, there may be time later to talk through the biblical view of this, the impact that it would have on others. But, But in that moment, our number one job is to keep them alive. Yeah, that's great, Scott. We have to remember that if someone is actively suicidal, don't leave them. Mm. 
We need to stay with them. This is an opportunity for us to practice that ministry of presence, of just being with someone. And so we have to make sure that we are with them. And then it's very helpful to notify your group life pastor, whoever is the responsible pastor, Mm -hmm. so that they can bring in the proper care that this person will need. Right. And I just want our leaders to remember that if you are dealing with a situation like this, it is it is stressful. It is mm-hmm. heavy, but you're not alone. You have pastors who are here to walk through this with you. Your pastors have people on staff who are more trained in this than we are. A lot of our care ministry folks are trained in this and give us input and Mm -hmm. recommendations as we go through this. So none of us are alone in dealing with this. And we also have to keep in mind that all we can do is ask the right questions, assess the situation, be as diligent as we can in the moment of notifying the right people. But we are not ultimately responsible for the outcome. Mm -hmm. We want to present truth in a loving and caring way. But the behavior that they take uh, after the fact is not on you. We have to remember that we're not their savior, Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And so that is freeing in a way, but it is something that we really have to remember as leaders. And I think it's vital for us to remember that in the moment and then also long-term care coming out of it, Mm -hmm. that we can move towards them. But as you just stated, that Jesus is the one who is going to do the heart change that we are longing for. Mm. I think follow-up is vital coming out of this, making sure that we're in it for the long run. Because they've been contemplating this and dealing with this for so long as they reach the pinnacle and make that decision to take their own life. If we can get them the help that they need, they're going to need the support coming out of that. Mm -hmm. And so as we meet with them, as we talk with them, make sure we don't project our feelings on them. Listen intently, ask clarifying questions. You're never going to say the right thing perfectly, Mm. right? Be okay with simply being there and getting the right resources for them, getting them the care that they need. That's good. These are all great ideas to keep in mind. Evan, I appreciate your work in this, and I hope this can serve as a springboard for more conversations around this topic in the future. As I mentioned at the beginning, this is a broad topic with a lot of layers. We have included a document in the show notes that provides multiple links to books, articles and resources that address aspects of suicide that we didn't get to today, like helping people who have experienced this in their family or among friends. And so, and I would say if our leaders know of other items that may be helpful for other leaders, feel free to share them with us. We're going to give you an email here in just a minute that you can send those to, and we'll gladly add them to this document for everyone to see. Yeah, it's been great. Well, I really appreciate you, Evan and Scott, for spearheading a lot of this and these questions that we're going to be focusing on this next month. Is there anything else we want to add before we close? Evan mentioned anxiety, depression, and mental health being a key contributor to this. And that is one of the topics that we're going to look at in future months, along with others that will hopefully equip our leaders. So That's great. Well, thanks again, guys. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to a Group Life staff member or email us at grouplife at gracechurchsc.org and we'll get you connected. Thanks for joining us today and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.